0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Technology is such a fickle mistress. Wouldn't you say,
1: Doc Manson, at Doc Manson? I mean, I don't know if I would say that, D.C. Matthews, at the D.C. Matthews, but I certainly would agree with you if you were to say that. Well, I just said that. Okay, well, then I'm going to agree with you. All
0: right. Well, welcome to uh, episode 183. I'm going to keep saying that because I'm really tired after we finish recording of being like, what episode is this? Because I swear we were closer to 200 than we are now. Uh, But welcome to 183 of DDT Podcast. Last week, we decided since Doc Manson was probably never, ever, 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 ever going to watch wrestling again. Maybe we shouldn't be DDT Wrestling. Maybe we should be DDT Podcast. And then I get a little text on my phone from GQ, and he's like, Hey, do you guys have any interest in playing video games and or watching Extreme Rules? And I went,
1: Oh, I bet he's going to watch wrestling again. Ah. Hey, in fairness, GQ texted and said, let's all get together. Yes. I forgot because you told me last week, I suppose, on the show or maybe off the show that you were going to be traveling. Yes. Speaking of which, that means you just came back from traveling. We, we'll get to that in a second. Sure. But I agreed readily because I thought it was going to be an evening with both GQ and... And DC Matthews. Yeah. Um And when DC Matthews, of course, had to bow out, I was much less excited. I, I assure you, you're very sweet. I, it was. It was one of those. I. I was chagrined, but at the
0: same time, just
1: kidding, GQ.
0: I know. I. I but at <laughs> the same time, I was like, you know what? I, I. There. I'm. When I got the text, I was six. Seven states away. So I was like, I hope they get together. I hope they watch it. And then to my delight, on Monday morning, I wake up and I I was trying not to check Twitter because I hadn't finished Extreme Rules. But I had checked it, I think, accidentally. I think I just clicked it just automatically.
1: And I get it accidentally. I get a
0: a mention uh, from Doc Manson. And he says, hey, Extreme Rules was good. So this is the first wrestling you've watched in a while, but I want to know before we even get into any of it, just how good, like you're all the way back in, you watched all of raw, you watched all of SmackDown, you've got your, you know, Brock Lesnar foam finger ready to go or, Hey, it was good. I'm glad I haven't watched it in a while. I'm, I'm excited to see what it looks like in a month or two. Where, where are you at?
1: what are you feeling? Um, I really don't have any interest in watching Raw or SmackDown. Sure, because I feel like I feel like trying to watch those is just going to be disappointment personified. Sure. Um, so not, not not back there yet. And in fact, I don't know that I'm going to be watching really anything else at this junction, but I will say Extreme Rules itself was pretty good. It was excellent. I thought. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd still think that, um, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, having now seen her in an action, I don't think either of them belong anywhere near both the title scene or the main event. Sure. But outside of that, um, all the wrestling was pretty good, um, outside of that match. And, uh, you know, I like the thing with Brock Lesnar at the end. Um, everything was pretty good. I don't know. You are,
0: you have been in the past an Undertaker fan. They opened the show. Uh,
1: They, that was a very smart move. I thought starting with Undertaker, because if they had saved it to the end, I just feel like, you know, every wrestling fan would have just been dreading it the entire night. You know what I mean? And so opening with it and having a big bang And, you know, he he did very well in that match. Uh, You know, a tag team match certainly is very helpful for someone, I think, at his stage of his career Um, and certainly being able to work against uh, opponents who are also very athletically capable, uh, I think, was also very beneficial for The Undertaker. And, you know, I I, I think we said before he probably was only doing this match to redeem himself in the wake of of uh, whatever that last Saudi show was. Sure. I forget the name of it now. Show, Saudi showdown, um,
0: or I don't know what it was called.
1: Yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, you know, that was a good match. It started the night off strong, and I, I think it did what it needed to do. So, yes. Well, yeah, I agree. Like I said, I watched uh, some of it.
0: Did I watch it all on Monday, just at various times? I don't remember, but I thought it was excellent. All Everything I watched, I skipped... Uh, the main event, which is a shame because I heard the match itself was pretty good, but I had because I had checked Twitter, you know, you get one of those things every so often. I don't know if you get this, if you pay attention, but I'll get, you know, in my notifications, it'll say, here's a recent tweet from blah, blah, blah. And, oh, yeah. I get and that. it showed me here's a recent tweet from somebody. And it was talking about Brock Lesnar being champion. And I was like, well, now there's no point in watching the match. Apparently Baron Corbin gave Becky Lynch the end of days which is remarkable considering this is WWE in 2019 usually male on female violence is discouraged but it happened.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, they do have male and female violence periodically, always on pay-per-view, but I mean they they've done it in the, in the last couple of years, that pay-per-view is a couple of times, I believe. So I don't know. I didn't think it was anything that great. And if anything, I thought the execution of all of that at the end was a little bit strange. Like, yes, Seth Rollins at the end of the match made moves like he was going to go check on Becky since she was down and out after getting that move. But it was just weird because they never shot back to Becky again. Like after she was down on the floor, I think they showed her once And then the whole thing with Brock coming out and even in the aftermath of that, even after Brock won and was champion, like in theory, Becky Lynch is still sitting there on the outside of the ring, ostensibly injured since she hasn't moved at all after taking this end of days. And the the broadcast just forgot about her. Hmm. You know what I mean? Seth was worried about her until Brock came out. And then he was no longer worried about her. You know, you know what I mean. Like it just—they—they they lost the thread there in the final moments, and it was jarring to me. Expecting them to follow up on that thread, sure. for them to just throw it away yeah. as quickly as that. There's a, but that's what they do. So, there's a whatever. part of me
0: that is hopeful that maybe we're done with this because it was interesting for a while, but I don't know how far you can go continuing the. Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch storyline. There are ways to go. I'm just not sure it's the best way to do it. And again, you didn't watch Raw or SmackDown. Seth Rollins, in a move I thought was a little interesting, won the 10-man battle royal. So he's going to wrestle Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam for the title. Becky's moved on to a storyline of hers. As far as I know, they had no interaction on Raw. So maybe- Maybe it's like, OK, we know they're together, but now we don't have to talk about it all the time.
1: Good. Uh, and that's fine with me. I do think it's a little strange. You know, WWE, we've moved in, on into this era of no rematches. And I, I I understand he actually had to wrestle for his rematch. Yes, It was this big thing and he got it. But it just seems weird to just suddenly recently be in this era now where there are no rematches. But we're immediately just going to get a rematch for that title. You
0: know what I no, mean? Like, I feel the exact same way. I'm like, you had a 10-man opportunity. And I get it. SummerSlam's your second biggest show of the year. You spent much of this year building up Seth Rollins. People, some people liked this title reign. Some people didn't. So I understand that that's the direction you want to go. I'm certainly happier seeing that than seeing it be Brock versus Roman Reigns 42, 43, whatever number it is. But I thought there were more interesting ways you could go. Braun Strowman won a very entertaining... That's what I would have liked to have seen. A very entertaining
1: Last Man Standing match. Could have gone there. Uh, I will say, watching the show, Extreme Rules, um, that match, it was a bit of a breath of fresh air for me. Um, I know that, obviously, like, you know, Miz and... Shane McMahon brawled all over at WrestleMania, but it's not very often anymore that we see those types of matches where they're brawling everywhere through the concessions, mm-hmm. through the, through the, uh, the, the, merchandise stands. And that just feels, it just felt real good watching that match to me. There was something about that that appealed to me. And I was like, this, this is what I want to well, see. It's a variety show.
0: You know, Monday Night Raw is a three hour variety show. So, is this, you know, I. So, give us some variety. variety. That was it. I felt the same way about a 17 second Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler match. You continued the story perfectly in five minutes. Owens wins very quickly, making that stunner seem like a natural move for him now. And then he gets on the mic and talks trash against Shane. And now, when we're off to the races again. And that was all you needed. I didn't need them to fight for twelve minutes and then have it end that way.
1: Yeah, it was a very well balanced show in that it did have a little bit of everything. And the funny thing is, GQ will disagree, uh, but I, you know the one the one part of the night that I I started feeling like it was slow and I commented on it. And this is it sounds blasphemous, honestly, was like in the middle of the AJ Styles Ricochet match. Like they just it was. Exciting, 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 and obviously these guys are doing high flying, athletic stuff, so they need a breather. But there, there did come a point in that match where I was like, "Oh man, they're garganoing this. Mm-hmm. They need to just yeah. get it up, get it done." Yeah. And I, 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 that's the only point in the show really where I felt like that sure. outside of maybe the main event. But
0: yeah, no, I enjoyed that match. But again, I, I watched until. Actually, I think I watched until Strowman Lashley and I was like, I am fully entertained. I'm going to take a break. Like I said, I was traveling. I had, uh, you know, other things to do at that time. And then when I came back in, it was the triple threat tag match, which was very good. And then it was AJ Ricochet. So it was like watching a second show. And again, I know, I know that not a lot of people love this idea, but I would rather watch two two hour shows than one four hour show. Like, if they could figure... out yeah, no, you know, that's fair. I don't need them to make every pay-per-view a two-night extravaganza, but when you're talking about a big event like SummerSlam coming up, I'm okay if you do two nights of SummerSlam.
1: I mean, I will say I'm okay with them doing four hours for the big shows. Sure. But I honestly think that four hours for every event is too much. Yeah. Extreme Rules and, and shows like of that ilk... Mm-hmm. They need to be three hours. I
0: started... W- Four hours is too much. I started watching, you know, Evolve. The independent promotion has their 10-year anniversary on the network. It's a three-hour show. And I'm That must like, have been nice, huh? I didn't... Well, I didn't watch it all because it was too long. I watched, like, the first hour. And again, <laughs> I'm with family. I don't exactly have three hours to sit and devote in a in a row. But, um, you know... And I, I, I mean, an I understand...
1: In. I also understand their point of view. If RAW is three hours, to make it feel bigger, sure. an event needs to be four hours, I guess. But it, yeah, I don't know. It's very difficult to maintain attention for that entire period of time. Yes. And I think you're right, breaking it up. I do think a two-hour event. I think that's lackluster in some ways, especially considering that RAW is three hours. You're probably right. But but at the same time, I understand. I think your sentiment is correct. Mm-hmm. If you could break that up in some way or just have it shorter to begin with, I think that would accomplish the same thing. You got to have more happening – well, not necessarily more happening less time, but – yeah, you you need that break. What
0: you're saying is correct. You need that break. And to be fair, if you're saying the only – no, granted, the main event, you had no interest in Corbin and Evans. I don't blame you. If the only thing you had an issue with was AJ versus Ricochet, if that match had been four minutes shorter and they had put in – an R-Truth Drake Maverick segment. I don't know if there was one on the show. I don't remember. But if they had put in some sort of nonsense with the 24-7 title, you might not have found it dragging at all. Maybe you would have found it dragging later. But it's interesting to me that that was the one match. You know, There were three matches looking at the Wikipedia page, and Wikipedia pages are always a little off. There are four matches that were over 15 minutes. The Undertaker match. Uh, that was like 40 minutes almost. The, that match was long. Well, it was, according to Wikipedia, it was 17 minutes, but you got to figure the Undertaker's entrance is five minutes in and of itself.
1: Uh, Yeah, and everybody got their own entrance, basically, well, yes. in that and match. Then, so.
0: And then, you know, they had the, the little passing of the torch, if that's what you want to call it, between Taker and Reigns, and then Taker did his exit, which is another three or four minutes, so that segment took a very long time. But yeah. Yeah. I I was very glad to see, you know, I don't need you to watch Ron Smackdown. Of course, no one should have to watch five hours of wrestling a week, but I did enjoy that you watched some of it and were able to be like, hey, this is good. Because on July 27th, when we get a Smackville, which is apparently going to be a Smackdown, it's going to be, I think, one of those glorified house shows, but it's in Nashville. They're calling it Smackville. It's going to be on the network,
1: you know. Okay. It's going to be, All right. I I don't know. I just saw that it was I uh one other thing I just want to comment on from Extreme Rules. Sure. I said this in the room GQ disagreed. And like I understand that actually, and maybe it actually, it maybe was just in the moment, you know, but this is going to be a hot take, I think. Um of the four horsewomen Bailey is the best wrestler out of all of them.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know that I would agree, but I always was under. I always believed that Bailey, character-wise, was kind of the weakest of the group. Now I no longer feel that way. Um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the. You know they. It used to be called the Indian Deathlock. I don't think we can call it that anymore. But the, you know, the submission holds she broke out against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss uh really made the me indigenous happy. people's deathlock. Yes, the first people's deathlock or whatever you want to there, call oh it. Oh yes. Yeah. Um interesting. You know, I to be fair, I don't watch a lot of Bailey because the character does very little for me, but I enjoyed that
1: match. Much more than I thought I would. So I, can- and that's exactly what I'm talking about. She, she was able to carry that match. And don't get me wrong, Alexa Bliss is quite good, and Nikki Cross is quite good. But she's just a workhorse. Yes. I feel like, yeah. and in, in an environment like that, it just it just comes across. And I, again, I agree. that I understand that's a hot take, and I don't know if I really mean it wholly. Like I think Charlotte is incredibly talented in the ring. Um, obviously Becky is also very talented. Sure. But just I was just so impressed I think with Bailey that night. I
0: think it's a different kind of talent.
1: It, it is. Yes. You know.
0: There's there's I'm an incredibly good wrestler and there is the workhorse I'm going to make everyone around me look amazing. Cuz you came out of that match it. and you were like Alexa's good, Nikki's amazing. Like Nikki Cross is legit. And then, mm-hmm. they, you know, so I, I could see what you're saying. It depends on what you're looking for. She's not the flashiest, obviously. No, no, no. But yeah, okay. I could see it. I could see it. Eh. Could see it. All right. So eh. you enjoyed that. Um, You didn't watch Raw SmackDown, Did you watch the YouTube clip of Bray Wyatt making his return?
1: I did not. Oh. So paint me a word
0: picture of the Wyatts. So... Finn Balor is wrestling Samoa Joe on Raw. Finn Balor wins with a roll-up because apparently that's how matches all need to end in WWE today is we just roll people up constantly.
1: Only when you are a small guy. That's how it works. Seemingly. You can only win by chance.
0: So Finn Balor is posing in in the ring to his music. And what I loved about this is I've never seen this happen before that I can think of. His music itself, Finn Balor's music, starts to, like, slow down and skip and change. And then hmm. different parts of the lighting in the arena start going out. So, like, the, you know, the the cr- part of the crowd, not the whole crowd, but part of the crowd opposite the hard camera side goes out. Then the part kind of behind the announce team goes out. Then it's a little bit. And then all of a sudden it cuts to black. You hear the sound of someone getting beat up, but you can't see it. And then a spotlight hits. The lights don't come back on. A spotlight hits and Bray's there, full fiend mask on. He's got Finn Balor in the position for Sister Abigail. I had hoped for a different move, but I get it. That There's something about that visual of the opponent kind of bent over, Bray kind of standing over him, he hits Sister Abigail. I don't even know if the lights ever came on fully, but there's a spotlight just of the mask. He's got like red and yellow contacts in. He's got the big Joker-style grin, and then you hear Bray Wyatt laughing in the audio, and we cut. And I was just like, now granted, Bray Wyatt has never had a presentation problem unless you count the worms. Like the bugs sort of thing.
1: Yeah, right. That's yeah. never
0: been his issue. But this was very different than I can remember seeing. So I recommend just checking it out because from a from someone who is a fan of the horror genre, I think you would appreciate how they did it. Because it looked like, okay, um, yeah, some sort of serial killer has now attacked Finn Balor. And with the with the rumors that Finn Balor has asked for time off after SummerSlam and has been given it. I'm guessing, hopefully, we get Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt and Bray gets to actually win a match, which is not his usual <laughs> way of doing things.
1: That's the one thing that's going to make or break oh, of course. the new Bray Wyatt. Yes, he's got to win. He's got to win. Yeah, I don't even care if he does. Like, I don't need to see him wrestle every
0: week. I don't even know if I no? need to see him wrestle every pay-per-view. But when he wrestles, is, um, he's got to win.
1: I, obviously, this was just, again, a, a quick presentation, a, his quick return. But did you get any feel for whether or not he's going to actually wrestle in that mask? I, Kane style? I think so. Because I think that is going to be important <sighs> for this character. Yeah.
0: No, at no point did he take the mask off. During that segment, and again, it was a short segment, but at no point did he take the mask off. He can clearly breathe in it. I think it's a mask that he could wrestle in. I hope we don't see Bray Wyatt wrestle, although there is part of me that wants to see him come out in a Firefly Funhouse vest, like put his wrestling shoes on as he gets in the ring like Mr. Rogers wrestle. And then The Fiend shows up other times
1: and wrestles. I'd be okay with that. I'm sort of anticipating that we will get the vest-wearing uh, Firefly Funhouse Wyatt backstage. You know, happy go luckying going around. Sure. But when he comes to the ring, yeah. it'll be the maniac. Yeah, no.
0: It, it was a great segment. I've watched it three or four times. Each time it's great. He looks great. He's lost some weight. He's not the pudgier version he's not husky harris
1: the rotund rotunda Uh Aha! yes uh no
0: he looks good if they play their cards right and again i don't know if this is a character that like the fox network is going to want to see but this has the chance i'd like to believe of being something special but you said it yourself they got to commit it's all about commitment I agree. All right. Uh, SummerSlam. Yes, there, there's something called Smackville. I don't know what. I know it's Kofi versus Joe versus Ziggler. Anyways, uh, SummerSlam's coming up. We know Becky Lynch is going to wrestle Natalia. Again, we're getting new stories. Bailey challenged
1: Ember Moon. Hmm, I think this, okay. So, again, Bailey. So, how are they going to turn Ember Moon? Into Alexa Bliss by SummerSlam. Let's I'd like to believe let's pontificate on that.
0: I'm sure they could find a way to do that, but I'm guessing Book it! Book it, DC! No, I if I had to book it, I would say it's gonna be Alexa and Nikki versus the iconics versus the Kabuki Warriors for the tag team titles.
1: Okay. Because you right. gotta
0: continue that storyline, I would think. Um no, I think this is Ember Moon's Again, it's her showcase match. I don't know that she beats Bailey, but like you just talked about, I bet Bailey love makes her look like a million bucks. So, the interesting thing to me is again, I don't know if she's injured, I don't know. If she wrestled on SmackDown, but Charlotte as of right now has nothing to do. Maybe she gets maybe that's what happens is Charlotte or Alexa Bliss get added to one of these matches and it becomes a triple threat sort of situation. But
1: that seems likely yeah. for SummerSlam, yeah. yeah. I could see Charlotte being like,
0: "No, I'm I'm going to be part of this." Yeah. As she should. So. Uh but yes, you know, I uh, again, I'm hoping we get the Fiend versus the Demon. I think that could be fun.
1: Uh Is that what they're calling him? Yes. The Fiend? Yes.
0: Yes, there was very nice, you know, um, Michael Cole, like the spotlight comes on and Michael Cole's like, who is that? And there's this pause and Corey Graves goes, you know who that is. We all know who that is. It's Bray Wyatt. The Fiend. The Fiend is here. And I was like, okay. Thank you, Corey Graves. <laughs> all right. So I think it's been a good week. Um the only other wrestling news I wanted to get your opinion on is something from today, I believe. Uh, Mr. Brooks is coming back to wrestling at StarCast, whenever that is. <clears throat> uh, there's going to be CM Punk is going to do a sit-down interview at StarCast. I think this is the first wrestling interview Whoa. he has done. What is a starcast? <laughs> I believe starcast is the like Comic Con convention that AEW is putting on,
1: but there's, it's not actually. A, I mean,
0: but it's not actually a wrestling show. No, but it's gonna be. It's gonna be like I said. It's gonna be like Comic Con, and one of the panels that people will go to is a CM Punk interview.
1: That. Okay, I'm sure someone's excited for that. That's kind of what, I, not, I, that's
0: what I tweeted. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care, but I'm happy for those people who do care.
1: Yeah, it's not this guy, but, you know, power to you. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, let's see. There was Fight for the Fallen. Uh, apparently it was fine. That's kind of it. When I wrote down some notes. I actually took some notes. What am I, Where am I doing?
1: Am I supposed to sign up for something to watch AEW? I we talked bleached. about it last week. I think it's
0: Bleacher Report
1: Live. I don't know. Can you watch that on an Apple TV? I really don't want to do the legwork to figure this out. Well, can one of the besties just send sure. us an email and tell right. me how to
0: watch this thing? Mitchell, this is this is a Mitchell question. Mitchell, Um, you'll know this because you, I think, are an AEW fan. How can Doc watch AEW? I'm very excited. Because- Again, I have an Apple TV. Is it on the Apple TV? Is there an app? That I can get. I, you know, Prime Day happened and I uh, I got myself another Fire Stick because I think I'm going to try uh, Impact Plus. I think I'm great. Go- I think I'm going to try that because I want to be able to watch all of the TNA pay-per-views
1: from our... <clears throat> Does Impact Plus now give you the latest shows? that I don't
0: I don't know because I don't care I only want to I'm going to start from the first weekly pay-per-view and I'm just going to watch chronologically I want to see the debut of Samoa Joe I want to see the debut of Kurt Angle I want to watch every AJ Styles Christopher Daniels match I can get my hands on okay in a couple of years maybe I'll care about Eli Drake and whatever's going on in Impact right now but it's certainly not no certainly not right this second
1: no, no one will ever care about Eli Drake. I assure you. I, I could do
0: New Japan and watch the G One, but uh, that sounds like a lot of work because there's not a lot. It does. There's just not a lot of English commentary, and I'm sorry, but I I like to know. Hey, <laughs> you don't have to explain it to I me. I understand. I'm explaining it to those people who are now apoplectic to hear that I would choose Impact Plus over New Japan World.
1: Hey, man, by all accounts, Impact's doing some good stuff and has been for the last little while. Maybe, hey,
0: if it turns out that I can, you know, see the latest stuff, we'll talk about it. Like I said, I don't know if you can get the Impact Plus app on your stuff, but... I don't even know if that's a thing. I'm just thinking, I'm like, you know, if we could watch some of the old Victory Road or whatever else they called their shows, I can't... Lockdown! Yes, let's have king of the mountain let's have eight cage matches because you know yeah um how how's life going for you <clears throat> we don't have to only much talk- better this week much better this week I'm just in a better place okay any any updates or is it just your you know you had a week to recover and yeah yeah just a little more energized this week you didn't you know tell your boss to jump off a cliff and are now Selling hot dogs on a cart
1: somewhere. No, no, things are just things are, but it's fine. It's fine. All right. All right. All right. How much of,
0: forgive me if I'm asking a sensitive topic, but uh, have you gotten back into writing horrid? Are you still on a little bit of a break?
1: I think I'm excited because I think tomorrow morning, my plan is I'm going to take the day off. And I think maybe I'm going to go to a coffee shop in the morning and I'm going to sit down and try to really bang out episode two. Um, so I, I was I was looking at episode two a little bit this past week. I had to cut a bunch of information from the beginning because it just wasn't working. I think I finally the reason why I've been stuck on this episode for so long is because the, the, the overall narrative that I'm trying to weave between the information just wasn't working. So I axed it all I've got a different game plan in mind now, and I think that's going to roll through a little bit better. And on top of that, I was very frustrated by this episode because I've been I, I'm, I'm trying to present a, a decently well-researched history of these films sure. um, of the genre. And in this one book that I'd been reading as research, there was this one line um, that was related to the content of this episode that I'd been trying to get clarity on. I, I, for weeks when I like while I haven't been writing episode two, I have been still trying to find information about this one little side off thing that this one author happened to say about this related topic, and I was just. I think this was part of, again, another part of my my issue was I just kept getting stonewalled. I couldn't find any information. I was trying all these different tactics. I was searching for all these different terms and trying to come at it from this way and that way. And I just couldn't find anything about it. And I was finally ready just to throw it all away and say, forget it. I just won't talk about that in this episode. I'll cut it out completely and I'll ignore it. It was just a throwaway line in this one book anyways. Who knows? And then there was, there's this one film that I'm talking about in the episode that I just happened to look up on Wikipedia and lo and behold, I got a bite on that one little throwaway line that I was, I, I, just, I couldn't believe that it just happened to be, and it, it got me some names That now I'm going to be able to follow up on Mm -hmm. and I'm actually maybe going to be able to piece together what I wanted to piece together in the first place. So I'm very I haven't done the research follow up on that lead yet, but I am at this point feeling closer to to what I wanted to do in the first place. Thanks to that discovery um, just just the other night. So that's great. Yeah. Again, feeling energized. Please
0: tell me the name of the coffee shop off air so that i can come and just ruin all of those plans because i'll just show up and be like hey
1: hey hey Hey. what are you doing bring me some beef jerky and you got a deal (laughs) (laughs) um all right well or a donut hmm or a donut
0: you let me know i got i got there's a
1: place out by you that's supposed to be very good donuts
0: Oh yeah probably I think I know the place you're talking about I'll have my we'll talk. I'll have my people call you <laughs>
1: well
0: all right all right um, we've got emails we've got one, two three four five six of them half a dozen haha <laughs> while we were talking about donuts. Uh, anything else in the world you want to talk about before we get into the email the email what what the email?
1: I think we can go right on over to it.
0: Podcast at DDTwrestling.com. dot com. The first one comes from good buddy Jeremy, and it's called Two Observations. Gentlemen, it's a long one. I figured I'd read it. Yeah, I hope this email finds you both. Well, it does. It seems to me that it seems to be that both Raw and SmackDown have been very good programs over the past few weeks. There may be reasons for this such as shorter matches and shorter more-to-the-point backstage segments. Cutting the fluff allows more individuals to get screen time. I'm not going back to figure it out, and this may be a homework assignment for DC, but I'd roughly guess that no short of 60 to 70 different talents got time on TV between the two shows. Um, No, I'm not going to (laughs) do that homework assignment, but I do understand what he's saying. He is right, and we can talk about that. Certainly the writers and producers and McMahons decide what is aired, but one thing that will never change about professional sports entertainment is the fact that the talents have more to do with getting themselves over than folks who bemoan wasted talents would care to admit. A gesture, a precisely timed pause, or a clever turn of phrase can work wonders to elicit a reaction from the people. I feel like the two new showrunners are sensitive to this fact and are encouraging more screen time for more people. Hopefully the talent turn it in their favor. Secondly, shorter matches are not a bad thing. If in kayfabe we are supposed to buy that a match is a competition with the goal of holding your opponent's shoulders down for a three count, is it so hard to believe that Samoa Joe couldn't dispatch Finn Balor in three minutes? Or a well-timed stunner from KO couldn't beat Dolph Ziggler in seven seconds? A return to believing that anything can happen means big moves mean more, longer payoff matches matter, and finishers actually finish matches. No question this week, just my observation on the improvement in WWE TV lately. I think these are important steps in recapturing lapsed fans. Sent from my iPhone on the day before my birthday, Jeremy. It is Jeremy's birthday today, so happy birthday, Jeremy.
1: Happy birthday! And when this gets released, it'll be the day after your birthday, so I hope you had a good one. He went and saw Spider-Man, I think, with one of his children, so it has to be a good thing. Um, I'd just like to point out that there are... That, there's just, that Eric Bischoff still has not shown up or had any creative input on SmackDown. No,
0: and what I read today is that he has not actually been hired to do creative work. He is hired... To be kind of the manager of the different departments. He's kind of Interesting. he's kind of been hired to be like the, hey, you kind of know how a wrestling works. Maybe you can help kind of steer the ship a little bit. But uh according to what I read today, take it with a grain of salt, um, he is actually not going to have as much creative influence as we thought.
1: But it was Is that this also the case for Paul Heyman? Because no. they both have the same Idol, no, I, I believe Paul Heyman was
0: hired for different reasons. I think the idea is hmm. Vince runs Raw, and I'm not sure he is as involved in SmackDown as he is Raw. And I think Eric Bischoff has been hired to kind of keep the sh- keep all the trains running in the same direction. Isn't
1: that what the rails do?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what they do. Um, but he's right. You know, even the opening segment, uh, they had this little town hall wrestlers could come up and talk. So we got Liv Morgan featured cause she wrestled Charlotte, buddy Murphy had a moment to shine setting up a potential Kevin Owens feud, Apollo and Andrade had words. So yes, you know, there was definitely more time for more talents. I don't think we got, Hey, this is the fourth Baron Corbin segment of the night sort of thing. So I think they are using their time more wisely. It's possible. I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Heyman's like, here are some ideas on how to make this show better creatively. And I don't care if you use them on Raw or on SmackDown. Let's just, hear some thoughts. Uh, But yes, I definitely agree. Like I said, I'm not going to do the homework assignment, but I would say there are definitely more talents being featured. You know, Mike Kanellis has been on Raw multiple weeks in a row. Good for him. Our next email comes from Mitchell, and uh, the title might be what I caused Doc to do tomorrow, Procrastination.
1: Jeremy said we should email, so I'm really procrastinating. I should be using this time between calls at work to catch up on reading for my history class. However, I feel obligated to send an email and couldn't think of anything. Thus, the procrastination becomes the email. Have you all ever procrastinated as a student? No, never. What are some of your biggest procrastination blunders and victories? Question mark, question mark. You've never procrastinated? Not once in my life. It's the secret to my success. Okay. My grand success. (laughs) Are you saying
0: that had you not procrastinated as much, you would be in a different place in life?
1: Maybe, I don't know that I believe that you th- I wouldn't be doing this show. that's for sure. Uh, well, that yes this <laughs> this whole
0: all hundred eighty three episodes of this is you and I keeping ourselves from doing whatever else we're probably supposed to be doing exactly. uh, wait, yes, you yes, I procrastinated all the time as a student I. You know, I, I've said this before. I went to a math class. Now, I don't know if this is procrastination or just laziness. I went to a math class for a couple of weeks. I aced the first quiz. The teacher was like, I don't know why you're taking this class. And I said, that's a good point. And the next time I showed up was for the final, and I failed. Because <laughs> apparently in between, they they learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know
1: i hmm. uh, maybe that's why you were supposed to take the class perhaps
0: i i i still have no real idea how probability works that was where I fell apart was it was like you know how many socks do you need to pull out of a drawer before you can guarantee you have a match and i'm like uh i don't know how many roads does a man walk down before you can call him a man i don't know 42. Uh, so, yes, I procrastinated all the time. I don't think there was really
1: any victories that came out of it. Um, mm. I think I do all my best work under the gun. So maybe. Maybe, maybe. But
0: yeah, I don't know. It's It stinks, but I think. I think everyone kind of falls victim to that. If you have a choice between doing a thing and not doing a thing, a lot of times you're going to want to choose to not do the thing.
1: I will say if you're able to be disciplined as a student and do everything right up front you'll be way better off. When you t- in it's not how I work in, but in college
0: just overall when you were assigned a reading how often did you do the reading? Frequently. Okay. I would be like as- Sitting in class, like I always get to places early, so I'd get to class like 15, 20 minutes early and I'd be just flipping through the book and being like, all right, I was supposed to read these 75 pages. Let me just skim them now, because that's all the information I will need.
1: I probably. It's difficult because I was in school for so long for me to remember. Um, I think in undergrad, I probably was more like that, um, skipping things. Sure. Um, when it didn't seem necessary, but I would say in grad school, by the time I got around to that, I had learned the importance of just do the reading. Well, and, and again, you know, we've had this conversation before when we talk about
0: college, when you actually, are doing the work that you want to do, like you went to college ideally to be, or you've discovered you really want to pursue. Yes. You're going to do the reading when it's like, oh, here's the fundamentals of nutrition I only need this class to satisfy X science requirement. So no, I'm not going to do the reading. I know plenty about nutrition. Just look at me. I'm have the body of a God Dionysus, but that would be anyways. Don't, don't take academic advice from me. And I'm a teacher. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our good buddy Bosque or Bosque. I never can remember how to say it. uh, Sent us two emails. The first one is called factions. Hello, DC and Doc. Okay. I just want a couple more factions per brand. They should always help and interact with other members. You can break them off in singles or tag teams. I like the reformation of the club. Me too. The new day is fun. How they interact with the rest of the brand and each other. Here's to more factions. Also, Doc, thoughts on Ghostbusters. Seems like most actors, except Rick Moranis, are back. I'm intrigued by Bill Murray's involvement.
1: I uh I've I've read here and there that certain people are coming back. I hadn't heard about Bill Murray. Um but I you know again, I think I've said it before. I want more Ghostbusters, but it doesn't need to be the original people. So sure. I'm excited to have them back, but I, I don't know anything about it. I haven't heard any plot leaks. I don't know if they figure in prominently or if they're just cameos i have no idea um but either way these are funny people good actors so great to have them back and i'm sure the film will be wonderful how familiar are you with rick moranis like did he just
0: abandon show business and go to live a solitary existence like
1: what's yes i believe his wife died from cancer Ah. and he retired to raise his children
0: Okay. I can respect that a great deal. Okay.
1: I believe that's the case. I could be wrong about the wife dying thing, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. It sounds- if only we had some sort of device where we could quickly search a person's name and, and go to a website which would have all of this information right for our eyeballs to drink in. Um, if only that were a thing in this day and age. Let's see.
0: Uh, did it, did it, did it, did it. In 1997, Moranis took a hiatus from working in the film industry. He later explained, I'm a single parent, and I just found it was too difficult to manage to raise my kids and to do the traveling involved in making movies. So I took a little bit of a break, and the little bit of a break turned into a longer break. And then I found that I really didn't miss it. Yes, his wife passed away of cancer in 1991. Hmm. So, And he went to raise his kids. So yes, he's done some things. You know, he was part of SCTV, so he did some Bob and Doug McKenzie. Um, you know, he's done a little sort sorts of things. But and again, I really respect that. Good for you. I, I would like. He's to a
1: hilarious him. guy, so I miss him, I would but. like to
0: see him back. You know, again, I don't know how old his kids are. They don't go into that in this, but you know, uh, in ninety 97- seven. Well, they must
1: have been born before ninety one.
0: Yeah. Well, in 97, he took, you know, that's 22 years ago. You know, your kids are now adults. So now I'm guessing it's just like you said, he doesn't miss it, but I'd love to see him back. I always enjoyed him. Dark Helmet. Oh, man.
1: Wonderful. I love Spaceballs.
0: All right. Uh, The email continued. Uh, Anywho, I feel like these days, either SD Live or Raw is new and exciting, while the other is flat. The past couple of pay-per-view have been solid. I hope KO takes off. Reminds me of, surprise, Austin, which is... Almost like he's supposed to remind you of that. I imagine we're going to see them in a segment next Monday on the Raw Reunion Show. Oh, boy! Also, SD Live could be great if Bischoff buys SmackDown, much like Shane did with Nitro, and moves it to Fox. Best to you and yours and the besties sent from my semi-vacation phone. Boss continues with... NXT breakout star. Am I reading this one too? Okay. Well, it's a continuation. Yes. DC, what is this NXT breakout star? I would ask how I missed this, but I know the answer. Family, life, and work. Is this a tournament? Please tell me it's a tournament. And when is it? Asking for a lazy friend. Best again, Bosque. Also, don't knock mayo cake until you have tried it. It's awesome. Super moist. Sent from my SV phone. Um, the breakout tournament is a tournament that has been going on these last few weeks on NXT. I believe this week was the final opening round match. And the idea is these are eight wrestlers who have not been on NXT television. They're part of the performance center, um, but they haven't been on NXT television and they're having a tournament. The winner gets a title shot of his choice in the near future in NXT. Um, so, Former Ring of Honor star ACH, who's now wrestling, is Jordan Miles. He got the chance to shine. Robbie, no, DJ Z from TNA. He got the chance to wrestle. It's a lot of those kind of guys. It's a lot of the, here's a name from the indies that you know. They've been wrestling, you know, in the NXT house shows. Now they're on TV. Cool. So it's been fun. The first three matches were good. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm behind on my wrestle watching for this week. So I'll have to uh, check out the last match, but it's been entertaining. All right. Our next email comes from Danielle. Three minutes.
1: Hello. On the readathon question, it can be any kinds of reading from comic books, audiobooks, ebooks, et cetera. Okay. Going to stop you right there. Audiobooks, not reading. I don't think that counts. I, I, I'm going to put my foot down, DC. Audiobooks, not reading. Because
0: it's an audio, it's an oral medium.
1: So it's, li- Correct. it's listening. Correct. Yes. Okay. I'm not reading a movie.
0: Yes, but it has a visual element.
1: So what? I, I, you don't, I read suppose, it's like your radio.
0: I suppose it's listening to a podcast is not reading a book.
1: No. Okay. Anyways, the cardiologist appointment wasn't too bad. I will be taking a tilt test in August, which is the bane of my existence. I've taken them before, but where I go for doctor's appointments doesn't have a recent record of tests, so I get to take it for the fourth time now. I've never really passed the test by proving that my blood flow is fine. If you pass out after being strapped to a table at an awkward 90-degree angle, then it proves something's up. Sounds awful. Good luck. Today's question is wrestling related. Describe a wrestler in under three minutes. Now, I'd love to hear you guys describe a book or movie character in that same time limit. Curious to see who you guys pick as examples. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Danielle. Um, Seth
0: Rollins is Becky Lynch's boyfriend. The end.
1: The Undertaker is a supernatural wrestler who's spooky. I would say
0: we could probably also he's not
1: a great wrestler anymore. 30 seconds. We should, What's that? we should
0: play. You're familiar with the improv game countdown, right?
1: Maybe. Well, it might have had a
0: different name. I called it countdown. You have a scene. You're doing the scene in a minute and then you do the scene in 30 seconds and then you have to do that same scene again in 15 seconds uh, and then 8 seconds. I then... used to
1: do a, ver- a version of that called catastrophe compression. Oh, okay. It's the same idea except you have to have a catastrophe so that the scene is guaranteed to get yeah. uh, more wild as it goes on. Yeah,
0: but that would be an interesting thing to do, to play that game. You, know, you have a minute to describe The Undertaker. Okay, now describe The Undertaker again in 30 seconds and get down to, okay, describe The Undertaker in two seconds. Uh, all right, we're done.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Um, um, describe a book or a movie character. Hmm. I'll give you one. Gandalf gandalf yeah all right three minutes gandalf is a wizard a wizard is not a human it is its own race and he is one of them he does magic and he sort of is guiding the races of middle earth to try to you're distracting me. Come on, that's not fair. Emoji's Skype, really, uh, to try to save Middle Earth from uh, the the second Dark Lord, Sauron, and uh, eventually Gandalf dies, and he comes back. He's resurrected, and he's more powerful than before, and he uh, guides the other characters to their success. Spoilers. So he's a wizard.
0: I did not know that wizards were a separate race.
1: Yes, they are. Um they are Is that
0: only in the Tolkien universe or is that supposedly everywhere?
1: Um uh, well, I guess it's just in the Tolkien universe. I guess in most fiction they are just human beings. Um he is a member of the Astari order. And the Astari, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um they, they they're basically like these lesser angels um like the starry order is like the name of, of like the, I think the magic thing and then like it's the Maiar or something it's if you read the Silmarillion the very first part of that book is very much like the book of Genesis except it's all about music and like different melodies coming in and at any rate um yeah the wizards are like lesser angels essentially so they're they are very much this non corporeal thing and this is gandalf is like a physical manifestation of that being um as are all of the wizards so yeah they're not they're not humans at least not in okay middle earth okay well i learned something good to know uh the valar are like the high angels And so these are like the lesser angels, and the first Dark Lord is one of the Valar, and Sauron is a lesser angel, uh, just like Gandalf. So it's different. So it's weird.
0: Gandalf and Sauron know each other.
1: One would presume, obviously. One would presume. Okay. That's the thing. If you really get into that lore, it's, it's strange because the first Dark Lord, which they're fighting basically in the silmarillion. Um it's silmarillion is a very different type of book though. It reads more like an encyclopedia uh than it reads like a narrative. But at any rate, it's what it's always felt weird to me that if you were able to beat this more powerful being why is Sauron even a threat? But I whatever. I, that's that's being very reductive about the whole thing. I can't and only nerds care to listen to your Lord of the Rings podcast. Uh, pass.
0: Okay. Our final email comes... Renegas the Brown! Represent! Our uh, final email of the evening comes from Glenn, titled,
1: Wrestle Spooky! Hi, guys! With Bray Wyatt's in-ring debut as the Fiend attacking Finn Balor, how would you take this story? Turn it into a full-scale Fiend versus Demon feud? Or maybe, as Bray says, all you have to do is let me in. Could the Demon let the fiend in thanks as always glenn i do like that concept um that
0: you know finn balor could be perhaps corrupted by the demon or the fiend's influence but again if you believe the rumors and i see no reason not to that finn balor has asked for some time off he's been working straight for quite a few years for them and they don't seem to have any real major storyline for him um I would have him beat Finn Balor at SummerSlam handily. And honestly, I would not have him lose until sometime in late 2020, at least a year long undefeated streak for Bray Wyatt. He doesn't need to win any titles, though he can. Um, But yeah, yeah, I would go 100% in on this because it's, it really is awesome. I highly recommend you watch the segment because I think you will really dig it.
1: I will do that.
0: Uh, what is your piece of positivity for the week? You said you were mm. in a better mood this week. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. Uh, what are you thinking?
1: Um. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. Um, I am excited for it. Chapter two. The new trailer dropped today. For uh, that movie, which comes out September 6th. I, we were just talking about that on, on the show, I think maybe last week. Yep. But this new trailer dropped out of uh, San Diego what, Comic-Con this week, yep. and it's looking good. I'm excited. I'm glad to hear it. I, I want to see it. I watched the trailer for uh, Jay and Silent Bob re- reboot.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Um, that also came... I think today from Comic Con. And it makes me realize that at some point I need to watch all of the viewers' universe movies because I've seen Clerks and I've seen Dogma, and that's probably it. <laughs> I don't think I've seen, oh, really? seen Mallrats. I haven't seen Chasing Amy. I didn't see Clerks 2. So
1: Mallrats is probably the best move. I'm sorry. Mallrats is funny. It's better than Clerks. I don't know if it's going to hold up very well, but it's funny. Chasing Amy is the best movie out of all of them, like in terms of plot, like, right. It's actually the best movie sure. of them all. Um, I, I really Dogma's excellent, obviously, but you've seen that already. Uh, clerks two. I really enjoyed um, clerks Two, I thought was a really fun sort of return to form. Yeah. And of course, Jay and Simon Bob strike back before clerks two. I, I liked a great deal as well. Very much sort of a live action cartoon, um, so if this new one is anything like that, color me excited. Um, it looks kind of I'm not gonna call it a swan song because I don't think Kevin Smith is done.
0: but if this is the last movie of that universe, it very much looks like it's like here's everyone. I saw Matt Damon, I saw Ben Affleck. I saw you know plenty of people from the from this universe in various forms. Jason Lee was there, so. Affleck's back? Really? I saw him. I don't know what character he's playing, but I saw him. And I saw Matt Damon, and he was, spoilers, dressed like the angel in Dogma. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Nice. So, (laughs) so, so yeah. That is not my piece of positivity. My piece of positivity is this right here. Like you said, um, I spent some time traveling. I I am trying uh, consciously not to delve too much into... Uh, super personal stuff or just personal stuff in general um, on the show but yes, I was traveling, it was a family event, I was down in the Carolinas again um, and it was exhausting and you know, so the fact that I am back here, I think, I, I did the math in the car, I think I've spent at least half of the past month if not more than half away um, Yeah. Seems like it. So I'm very happy that as far as I know right now, we're done. So I'm I'm very happy to kind of just settle. I got a wrestling to catch up on. I've got a fantasy draft let me, a promotion to write that I
1: have just left in a notebook. So let me be the first to say. Welcome back, DC. Oh, well, thank you.
0: I, I tried to, you know, my my five year Twitter versary was over, over the vacation, and I actually intentionally did not tweet on that day. I was gonna see if I could go the entire vacation, and then you said Extreme Rules was good, and I was like, oh, I'm the hell with this. I'm back.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so you were like celebrating your five year Twitter versary by by staging a a sit out against no it was yourself? it was
0: it was more i didn't realize it was my anniversary until well into that day but it was just like we were we were with family and i was like you know what i am going to just try to get, i was i was thinking about writing i you had said last week you weren't sure what the future held you weren't sure what we were thinking you weren't sure about wrestling and there was a part of me as we're driving these long trips i'm like all right so if Doc is really and truly done with wrestling, I don't want to be done with wrestling. So what exactly do I want to do? I don't think I want to do a solo podcast because those never go great. So maybe I'll try blogging. And so then I was like, well, I should not go on to social media. I should. I have a notebook, actually, that I started writing notes on Extreme Rules and on the Evolve show because I was like, Maybe I'll blog about it. And I actually started writing kind of a recap of extreme rules until I realized, Hey, it's Tuesday. This is officially old news now. So I'm not sure what exactly is going to happen with that. Maybe it's just going to be all the archive stuff because that is not as topical, but yeah, I was like, you know, let's see how long I can go without social media. And then you said you had watched wrestling and I was like, well, I made it, you know, 24 hours or so. Go me. That was
1: enough.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So, but yes, my piece of positivity is being home. And like I said, if that means that I can come, you know, throw scones at you while you're sitting at a coffee shop, then uh, so much the better. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on, again, episode 183 of uh, the DDT podcast Wrestling, DC, and Doc Talk Experience um we're we're coming up on episode 200 which will be i think we'll get it in before the end of 2019 i haven't done i haven't looked at a calendar but i would imagine
1: there's at least 17 weeks left in this year i'm thinking about setting up a google voice number really that way people could call us and, we and leave a voicemail oh. sold
0: i also want I, yeah i debated the merits of also on this long road trip, of just getting a PO box, just being like, I know we're trying to get Patreon to pay for it, but I, I would pay <laughs> for that. I'm just morbidly curious to know what sort of stuff we might get if we had a PO box. So
1: probably nothing.
0: Well, now I'm depressed.
1: <laughs> but you could send some stuff out and that would be That's fun. True. That's true. The 200 uh, episode celebration are get some of DC's crap i sent a bunch of books to jeremy
0: recently so uh yeah i have oh cool i have other stuff <laughs> here's a cord to a crow book i no longer own you're welcome <laughs> here is the spinner belt i bought at a tag sale so you're welcome so
1: you sent you you, you mailed stuff to jeremy but you have issues mailing things to other people Yeah, I,
0: I kind of didn't put a return address on it. I was like, look, if this doesn't get here, it'll just be lost. in the <laughs> <laughs> OK, gotcha. All right, gotcha. All right. Uh, thank you all for joining us on this journey. We hope you have had a fantastic time with us. We have had a fantastic time with you. Anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night?
1: If you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at DDTWrestling.com. If you like this episode, you can listen to our entire back catalog by going to ddtpod.com .com. or to your podcast repository of choice, of choice such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? <laughs> head on over to patreon.com .com. forward slash DDT Wrestling. To send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc, it helps keep the lights on and the podcast train a chugging. I'm on about three and a half hours of sleep, if no one
0: noticed. <laughs> he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, we love every part of you, including the squishy bits. Won't you be our bestie? We suck.